Are you feeling like a failure because you just lost your temper with your children? Do you feel like the only homeschool mom who totally loses it with her family? In today's episode, we're looking at how you can respond after you lose your temper with your family, and you might be surprised to hear what Jesus has to say to you right now. Welcome to the Rest in the Homeschool Trench podcast, a place for homeschool mamas seeking to cultivate victorious rest in the midst of daily homeschool battles. I'm your host, Amy Smith, and I want to offer hope that in Jesus, we can experience victorious rest. So you just lost your temper. Whatever happened in your home, you boiled over, you exploded, you totally lost it, whatever sort of phrase you want to say to indicate that you were extremely angry and you lost control. So if I had been a fly on the wall of your house, what's the situation I would have just seen that occurred in your home? Maybe you walked into your child's bedroom and the Legos and toys were scattered everywhere. Now, you've been working for a long time on trying to keep the toys picked up and keep the room clean. So you started teaching your kids that lesson again and working with them, getting them to clean up. Well, as you started cleaning, the further you got in, the more mess you found. And you found that there's trash everywhere and there's even food under the bed. And the kids know they're not supposed to have food upstairs. And so as all of this built up inside of you and you exploded at your kids over the messy bedroom, or maybe the incident just happened in the kitchen. You've been dealing all day with stress and anxiety and feeling overloaded from a situation that has nothing to do with your family. Maybe it's something from your work or um, your co-op, maybe from your church or extended family. Whatever it is, you've been dealing with that situation and it's now past your normal dinner time. You haven't even started to prepare dinner yet. And the third person walked into the kitchen asking, mom, what's for dinner? And you totally lost it with them. It felt like at least the 17th person who had come in and asked you what, what's for dinner. So that poor person had no idea what was coming. It was an innocent question and mom just totally lost it. Well, I'm sure that whatever just happened that that came um, before this incident of you losing your temper, I'm sure you're glad that I was not a fly on the wall in your home and could not see what was going on. I know I'm certainly glad that you're not a fly on the wall in my home in many situations. I'm glad that nobody can see those moments when I totally lose it. And I'm sure that you're glad nobody else can see what's going on in your home either. But I also know that deep down, you know that somebody did see. You know that Jesus saw that incident. And you know that this is not how you want to respond with your children. You know this isn't how he wants to respond. And so... I'm going to guess you've started hurling accusations at yourself. I know that's what I do. In those moments that I act in a way that is not uh, not following in the image of Jesus that I want to be showing my children, I start, start to self-condemn and accuse myself. I'm going to guess maybe you're doing the same thing. Well, let's think for a few minutes about what does Jesus actually think about us in these situations? What would he say if he were to walk into your child's bedroom, if he were to walk in the the kitchen after you've lost your temper? 
what does Jesus have to say to you? We're going to look in the Bible in the chapter of, um, or in the book of John, chapter eight today. It's going to be a story that might be familiar to you. But let's see what Jesus has to say to us in these moments when we lose our temper. So John 8, verses 2 through 6, he says, Early in the morning, Jesus came again into the temple, and all the people were coming to him, and Jesus sat down and began to teach them. The scribes and the Pharisees brought a woman caught in adultery, and having set her in the center of the court, they said to Jesus, Teacher, this woman has been caught in adultery in the very act. Now in the law, Moses commanded us to stone such women. What then do you say? They were saying this, testing Jesus, so that they might have grounds for accusing him. All right, let's, so let's just stop here for just a moment and think about this situation. This woman was wrong. She was caught in adultery. She was in a sinful act. This was not the way that Jesus intended for her to live. She was living contrary to the law. And in the situation you just had losing your temper with your kids, you were wrong too. That's not how Jesus wants you to live. It's not how he wants you to treat your children. I think you know that already. But in the the way that you might be hurling accusations at yourself, are you trying to stone yourself? Are you throwing those stones that you feel like the judgment of the law requires? Are you condemning yourself and throwing stones of accusation at at yourself? Let's read on to see what Jesus has to say about this. It says, but Jesus stooped down and with his finger wrote on the ground. Now, of course, there's a lot of questions about what did Jesus write in the ground at that moment? Um, it's kind of an interesting tidbit of the story to explore, but it's not the one we're going to look at right now. Continuing on in verse seven, it says, but when they persisted in asking him, Jesus straightened up and said to them, he who is without sin among you, let him be the first to throw a stone at her. And Jesus stooped down again and wrote on the ground. When they heard it, they began to go out one by one, beginning with the older ones. And Jesus was left alone and the woman where she was in the center of the court. Now, what happened here is Jesus said, whoever is blameless, whoever is right all of the time, whoever is without sin themselves, Go ahead and stone her. Hurl those accusations. Cast those stones to kill her. And everybody left because everybody knew that they too were sinful. Well, here's the deal and how this applies to us. You're not the only one. I know it feels right now like you're the only one who totally explodes at the people you love most and those that accusation that you're feeling against yourself, that you're a bad mom, that you're not cut out to be a homeschool teacher, that's coming from a place of feeling like you're the only one who does this. And that's just not true. I guarantee you it's not true because I'm there with you. I've lost my temper with my kids and I've talked with plenty of other homeschool moms to know that there are plenty other in that camp with us who lose their temper. 
still doesn't make it right, but sometimes it's good to know you're not the only one. Continuing on, verse 10, says, straightening up, Jesus said to her, woman, where are they? Did no one condemn you? And she said, no one, Lord. And Jesus said, I do not condemn you either. Go. From now on, sin no more. I think that's what Jesus wants to say to you. He does not condemn you either. Romans 8.1 says, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So if you are truly in a relationship with Jesus, if your sins have been bought by his blood on the cross, there's no condemnation for you either. So you can stop condemning and accusing yourself. Jesus says, go back to your family, love your children, and sin no more. Now it's true, you're going to mess up again. You are going to lose your temper again. And in our future episodes, we're going to look at some ways we can stop ourselves before we explode. But for right now, I want you to remember this one thing. Jesus does not condemn you. If you're in Jesus, you are not condemned. Right now, I want to give you one step. Go back to your children and apologize. Look in their eyes, put your hand on their shoulder, give them a hug, whatever they need. Tell them you're sorry for whatever you said, whatever you just did. Ask them to forgive you. This is not weakness on your part as a parent. This is a strength, and it gives your children a model of confession and forgiveness. Join me next time, and as we'll be talking about those times when you don't feel good enough as a homeschool mom and a homeschool teacher. Until then, I pray that you'll receive the forgiveness that Jesus offers you by what he did on the cross and that you will walk in confidence knowing that you are not condemned. Mm -hmm.